across the land. No more sun you'll ever see. Welcome to Can't Sleep Cast. This is uh, this is we're back to what we do, guys. We're back to the originality, the authentic authenticity. Uh, we're we're back to doing what we do best. Now, I've been putting out quite a few episodes where I'm talking about or reading ghost stories. Now, as you can see, some of you that have been consistent listeners, we've changed the artwork. We have new. Uh, we have new. New things, okay, to say the least. We've got new artwork, uh, I've redone the music, and we're back here doing an original, fresh episode discussing the things that I like to talk about. Now, as most of you probably know, especially if you're a consistent listener of this show, we like to switch things up. We like to go from not just doing horror movie reviews, we've also started implementing horror stories so instead of just reviewing scary movies we're reading you guys scary stories so you get a pretty diverse uh podcast here where every episode is not going to be the same uh there is going to be uh let's see semblances of scary things horror paranormal hauntings ghosts heights spiders all things that we are all so terrified of and I figure, you know what, it just makes more sense to keep things fresh, to keep things growing, rather than becoming stagnant and doing the exact same thing we've always done. Uh, whether or not the things are different, whether or not the way that we talk about things is different, what you will know, what you will understand is there is a difference in the way that the show is put together. Not only are we back today talking about a scary movie, but just the inspiration is so promising because believe me the intro music is not easy podcasting is not easy when you're doing it all yourself especially if you have multiple shows because you feel a certain requirement to put out new episodes for your audience even if i feel like oh well this show's not doing well we don't really need it. It doesn't get the numbers you that most people look for. And I will say, we get decent numbers here. It's a little back and forth, which is fine. I totally get that. But since we've been doing the scary stories, I feel like we've hit a, a specific stride. And I want to capitalize on that by, of course, going back to what we normally do. Right? That makes sense. No, of course it doesn't make sense. It's idiotic, really. But I figure, you know what? You guys are so used to getting four or five minute episodes as of lately. Why not switch it up, add some things, change the music, really dive back into the horror movies? Because I stopped talking about them. I stopped talking about them simply because I wasn't finding anything worth talking about. 
and I feel like I'm only hurting the audience, you guys that are listening to the podcast, when I decide, hey, let's talk about this movie that nobody gives a shit about. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather, I'd rather simply discuss things that I thoroughly enjoy and would recommend to somebody else, would recommend to a friend. And since there wasn't very many horror movies that I was looking forward to talking about, I figured, let's do some ghost stories, let's get something out there for the audience, let's keep this train moving forward. Because that's the idea, I don't want to sit, I don't, I don't want to remain, I don't want to remain, basically, I don't want to keep, I don't want you guys to keep coming here because you expect the same thing all the time. And I do enjoy that, I like the idea of consistency, but I also can't, can't deny how much I, I prefer a challenge where I don't have I basically what this is it's an what this is is an experiment to see hey are you guys listening to just me talk about movies that are scary or do you prefer me talking about or reading uh, scary stories because none of that's going to go away we're going to still do that for sure but I wanted to switch things up here and and really try to just become a more formatted show something that I can be happier with Instead of just throwing stuff together. Like, ah, oh. basically what it is, is I didn't want to talk about movies that I didn't like. That I didn't enjoy. I don't want to come in here and rip some stupid scary movie. Because we already know there's garbage horror movies out there. There's garbage fright films, right? And that sucks. But sometimes you put yourself through it because the story sounds so good. The synopsis sounds so good. You're like, oh, that's a fucking good idea. Let's check this movie out, only to find out it's a B-horror film. And you know, there's an entire group of people that love those films. That's why they keep making them. But if you if you like movies and you like the technology that has advanced movies to where they are today, you can't be happy with stuff that doesn't look real. It's got to look real. It's gotten to the point where even the animation, Toy Story has become more realistic looking. The kids that own the toys, the parents that are that own the kids look like real people to a certain degree. They definitely look more like real people now than they ever would have before. So when you watch a scary movie and there's a blood and guts type of scene or somebody getting squished in a garage door, all of these things, you expect it to look a little realistic. But when it comes to B-horror movies, you don't get that. You get just a disgusting display of poor production. And I don't like to sit through that. Now, I have. I have. I'm not against it 100%. If the story is there and there's at least one good actor, I can put myself through it. But I like movies so much that I can tell when somebody is a really bad actor. Now, I realize there's a lot of people out there that can say, oh, I, I, I spot it too. I can tell when somebody's not good at acting. But how often are you spotting this? Because even the, the worst actor in a, in a highly produced movie looks decent. But when you're a, a shitty actor and you're in a B movie, you look worse than you probably are. And that's a shame. But nonetheless, you guys... I wanted to do an introduction here, and let me do it a little bit more precise with what we're going to be talking about, because number one, I am a ginger. I've had red hair most of my life. 
And I grew up with a lot of gingers who were like friends or just classmates that were called Chucky. It didn't ever happen to me very often because I didn't ever really have long hair. But I've definitely heard gingers being called Chucky. And the reason I say this is because today we're talking about the 1955 film Child's Play. Wait, what? Wait, what? That's right, guys. We're here. We're here to talk about 1955's Child's Play. Actually, I don't even think it's 1955. We're going to find out. We're going to find out right now, live on the show, because I, I felt this was pretty funny. It's actually 1954. Uh, the first movie ever titled Child's Play is released. Now, I'm going to give you some background on this because it doesn't have anything to do with a scary doll that gets possessed. It's literally not rated. It runs an hour and eight minutes, which, I mean, we think about movies today. That's a short-ass movie. You can watch that movie on the toilet and still not have shit. Uh, <laughs> it's actually a comedy sci-fi film, and it's rated 5.1 out of 10 with only 81 votes. I'm sure we're not going to know anybody who stars in this movie, but it's a science fiction film about children who manage to split the atom and thereby create a new form of popcorn. You heard it. You heard it. That's a child's play film I want to see. Oh, what? You're telling me these kids figured out how to scientifically enhance popcorn? Oh, well, let's go. Where can I buy my ticket, sir? No, it sounds absurd. But then again, when you think about movies today, at least this was an original fucking story, an original take. Instead of, oh, let's just remake a movie we've everybody's seen a million times. Let's just stamp it with something everybody knows, like Star Wars, and then call it something else. And then make a whole different story about it. Now, I'm not saying that they shouldn't do that. I'm just saying that it's a little overdone. Why are we still doing movies like that? Have we not came far enough as artists <laughs> to say, hey man, we can come up with original fucking ideas? Because, uh, I don't know, I guess maybe all industries are that way. All entertainment industries are that way. Where it gets to a point uh, where you can't help but to recycle things you've seen before. That's why I still can't understand why there's dating game shows still in existence. Because the whole argument is simply... Who's still watching TV? And for a dating game show such as The Bachelor to still be in existence, still doing well, I think that tells us all we need to know. I think that tells us, hey man, people are actually really easy to entertain still. But of course today we're not actually talking about a movie from the 1950s that doesn't have any anything to do with horror at all. It's not even scary. Unless you're allergic to popcorn. I guess you'd just be allergic to corn then. Which also sounds terrible. Because cream corn is delicious. Corn on the cob is delicious. Really, most forms of corn, delicious. Most of the forms. But we're not here to talk about... We're not here to only talk about corn, okay? <laughs> That's weird. I bet there's a podcast out there that only talks about vegetables. 
and they're probably doing much better than myself. But that's fine. Because at least one thing that I can bring to the table every time, honestly, is me. This isn't somebody telling me what to say, somebody telling me what to do, or my thoughts or opinions influenced by somebody else. This is me, baby. This is what you're going to get. And I'm happy with it. And I'm glad that I have an outlet such as this where I can feel as creative as one can possibly feel. Because when you're a creator such as myself, it's almost like an OCD thing. Especially when I go out of my way and I buy all this equipment to do things like this, and then I don't do it for even a day, I, I get anxiety about it. I feel like, oh man, uh, what the fuck did I spend the money on it for? It's like having, I would imagine it's it's not as bad, but imagine having, having a 70-inch TV and never using it. Like, oh man, I spent $1,000 on this TV. I keep forgetting to turn it on. You just get weird about it. Like, I fucking got to get the use out of it. Because technology is not going to last forever. It has to get better. And it's always improving. And due to that fact, if you're not getting the use out of the items that you're purchasing, why buy them? Might as well wait. There's probably a guy out there right now that still only has ever had a flip phone. Because he's waiting till technology hits its peak. And he's going to get whatever the fuck it may be that's way more advanced than anything we have thus far. And he's a better man than we are. Smart guy. Because he's probably thinking in his head, well, hey, if the iPhone X whatever Supreme Ultra is out right now, well, what's going to be out in five years? I can pay $25 a month for this fucking phone and wait until the iPhone X Supreme Ultra Fantastico is out and it's only 200 bucks instead of 9000 That's a smart guy. That's a fickle guy. He gets it. But, uh, yeah, we're not actually here to talk about no movie from 1954. We're not here to just talk about podcasting or corn or uh, this podcast in itself and the changes that have come. We're here to talk about the actual Child's Play movie from 2019 with Aubrey Plaza as the star. She's the mom. And if you're a fan of Parks and Recreation, it's a weird change. But let's dive into this. Right now, Child's Play, 2019. Okay, so if you don't know, and this is your first time listening to this podcast, I will explain here what's going to happen in this portion is I'm going to give you the actual stats, uh, specific details about Child's Play itself coming straight from IMDb, and then I'm going to dive into it on my own. I'm going to tell you how I felt about it, uh, how I would recommend it to anybody else and just my general history, I guess you'd say with this specific film. So you're going to get details from IMDB as well as my opinion. So bear with me as we get through the actual facts here. Uh, Child's Play came out 2019. It's rated R. It runs an hour and 30 minutes. The synopsis is simply a mother gives her 13 year old son, a toy doll for his birthday, unaware of its more sinister nature. It's directed by Lars Klevberg, or Cleveberg. The writers are Tyler Burton-Smith, Don Mancini, or excuse me, Don Mancini is the, base, this is based off uh, Don Mancini's Child Play screenplay. 
and uh, multiple others. It's got 5.8 out of 10 stars. So not a much higher rating than the 1954 film about popcorn. <laughs> so what are we doing? But that doesn't really matter to me. Because I'm one of those people that I will say I like a movie even if it's not highly rated. Because it has to speak to you all on its own. It's no different than looking at a painting and you have one th you see it one way and somebody else sees it another way, but ultimately it's still speaking to both of you. Whether or not the language is is understandable to both parties, it's speaking. It's telling you something. It's hitting you somewhere and that goes with every single category of entertainment out there, whether it's comedy, music, uh, movies, right? Comic books, all of these things, books themselves, anything that's entertaining or, or can fill time and, and keep you interested, it speaks to you one way and speaks to somebody else differently, completely differently, just like this podcast. <laughs> there's a good chance people are listening to this and being like, oh, this guy's an idiot. And then there's other people listening to it and like, I get this guy. I could hang out with this guy. Probably wouldn't let him in my house, but I'd hang out with him. Might go to his house. Maybe I, actually I would, we might meet at a park. Probably just like a regular, like a lot of people around. I'm not, I, I'm not alone with this person. And it's fine. And I get that. And it's all good. But truth be told, some of us who really enjoy movies, I would say most of us that actually enjoy movies can can sit here and simply, honestly, truthfully say there's a good chance that my favorite movie is a movie that you can't stand. And that's acceptable. You don't have to like it. You have to accept it. Because it's not a choice of yours. It's an opinion of another. You can't. You can try to change it by your ideas, but ultimately, it's them. They can choose to be that. They can choose to like it. You can choose to hate it. It doesn't really matter. In the end, what we know is these fuckers are making too much money for an easy job. That's why one of the things I can't stand is when I hear actors or comedians, just people that are in movies and television shows, saying things like, "Ah." Fucking working 40 hour, for 60 hours uh, work weeks. Uh, I'm busting my ass. Like Tiffany Haddish specifically recently was talking about how she's working so hard. And yeah, probably. Probably. But when your job is simply putting on makeup and getting your hair done and wearing somebody else's clothes in front of a camera reading somebody else's words, I don't know how much work that actually is. You might be sweating. You might be a bit sweaty under the lights. <laughs> but truth be told... It's not really work. It's not work. And that's the annoying part about people calling it work. I get it. It's an entertainment industry. It is a job. But it's not really work. Like you're not going to go talk to the the, sand, the person who cuts your grass. Doesn't consider getting their photo taken. Work. But yet the person who's getting their grass cut will say, I'm going to work. I worked my ass off this week. But yet Hector is out in the front lawn sweating through his flannel shirt. <laughs> right? I'm not saying that sweat accounts for real work. What I'm saying is 
your actual diligence. You're doing the thing. And when you're making, literally, Tim Allen is not only a snitch, but a drug trafficker, and he got to play Santa Claus. But yet there's thousands of felons, hundreds of thousands of felons in the world that can't get a fucking place to live. They can't work at a subway. But this guy's making hundreds, hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars playing a beloved character like Santa Claus, but yet he got in trouble for trafficking cocaine, a narcotic, and he got to go play Santa Claus. So I feel like it's all a fraud. And if you're looking at it, if you're looking, you're worshiping these people to that degree, you got their fucking posters on your wall, shit like this, you have an issue. I'm not saying you have a poster of Tim Allen as Santa Claus on your wall. What I'm saying is some of these fucking people don't deserve what they've got. Nor do they deserve to sit there and call themselves a hard worker. I work hard. Well, let's be honest. You don't even find the job. You don't find the work. You have a person that does that. You have somebody that works for you who finds you the work that you have to go work for to pay them for the work that they've done. <laughs> does that make any sense? It's the, only, it's the only industry, the only job that's like that at all. There's no other job where you get to go stand in front of a camera, read somebody's words, and still say, I work hard. There's no other job where somebody else finds you the work that you gotta do and still says, I work my ass off. Other than actors, it's like every actor works for a staffing agency. They work for a, a group of people that ultimately work for them to find them work. It's so weird, but that's not why we're here, you guys. And I keep getting off track, and I'm sorry, but also I'm not because it's all true. You've never thought about it, but I did. And now that I have, you can only wonder, what are you going to think about Tim Allen as Santa Claus now? That's just good. That's good. Nonetheless, let's get into this, guys. Talking child's play. Aubrey Plaza, a creepy doll, of course. Now, to explain my introduction to this, outside of people calling other gingers Chucky, I, 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 I didn't ever know that there was an origin movie. I, I had always thought that Chucky was just like a standalone thing. Like, the first time you ever heard of Chucky... He came in and was Chucky from the very beginning. He was a haunted doll. He was a possessed doll. There was no child's play. There was no, oh, here, here, Timmy, here's this genuine doll that's not going to try to kill people. I had just thought that from the very beginning, uh, Chucky was the only movies. But obviously there's been multiple, multiple versions of child's play and Chucky itself. I don't... I can honestly say I don't I don't believe I've ever seen the original Child's Play. And with the quality of movies today, it'd be hard to go back because it's almost not relevant anymore. Like, oh yeah, you could crush that doll. He's made of porcelain. <laughs> Rather than, oh, this doll's a robot. He's an android. The one thing that bothered me most about this movie was, of course, how creepy the doll was. It looked like a ginger Tommy Wiseau. It looked like a ginger from, uh, if you don't know who Tommy Wiseau is, type it in. He's either 36 
or 72. He's the guy who made The Room. Yeah, that shit comedy movie that became a cult hit. Voted multiple times worst movie ever. Voted multiple times worst actor ever. And this little doll looked just like Tommy Wiseau. So that's extra creepy. And one of the worst parts about watching this movie was making that joke to my fiance. I said, hey, he looks like a fucking a doll version of Tommy Wiseau or something like that. And much like just now, when I made the reference to the joke, I had to explain it because there's a good chance that you didn't get the reference in the joke because you don't know Tommy Wiseau. And there I go explaining it even more. But that's what happens when you're trying to make funnies. You take a risk. And it doesn't pay off. Most of the time, it don't pay off. Anyways, to talk more about this film specifically. Now obviously the doll has to be creepy, has to be scary. That's the idea. But they also had to modernize the entire story. So the doll comes out and it's basically a robot. It can control your power, like your heating, your cooling, your fucking, your dishwasher. And it's a uh, Bluetooth. Now this kid who gets the doll, obviously too old for dolls, he's 13. But he gets it and he's like, fine, I'll take it, whatever. I wanted it last year, you know, when I was still a baby because I was 12. <laughs> I guess I'll have it, mom. Uh, thank you. So he takes it, keeps the doll, and then it's kind of cool in the beginning. Like, the doll's doing its thing, like you would expect from a robot. But then it starts to change, it starts to get evil, wants to kill the cat because Timmy loves the cat, or hates the cat, or the cat attacked Timmy. Now the doll's upset, must kill cat. So it does. And that's how it all starts. But the weirder thing for me was simply that the doll is creepy specifically how it looks but they didn't it doesn't look like chucky at all outside of just it has red hair doesn't look like chucky so anyways continuing the story the mom's single she gets this doll at a discount from her job the kid gets it For some reason this one's malfunctioning it's not healthy <laughs> and it starts to do bad things now, of course, Timmy, that's not the kid's name, I don't think. He's, he tries to tell the mom, hey, mom, something's not right. My doll acting weird. It's like at that point, like after it killed the cat, I would have dunked the motherfucker in the water. As soon as you killed the feline friend, you're going for a swim. That's it. End of movie. Now, the good thing about this movie coming back and being more relevant and recent today is you can make jokes like that and they work because people have seen the movie. They know There's relevance to it. Oh, yeah, you know, that fucking Chucky thing. And also, why has it got a specific name? It's like a beanie baby. Like, this one's Kevin. Why? I'm going to call him Sam, right? Why? Like, And what a weird name for the kid to be like, oh, let's call him Chucky. You know, I had a good friend growing up, you know, now that I'm a man and I'm 13. I had a friend named Charles. Good friend. Took a bullet for me. 
gone now. Why does he sound like an Indian? And now I have, now I have this other friend, who is a doll. I'm gonna call him Chucky, from my friend. That's there's no story. There's no background as to why he's called Chucky because it's a buddy doll. It's a buddy doll, not a Chucky doll. That's what doesn't make any sense to me. The kid's like, I'm, I don't want this, mom, but I will take it. And if you could refer to him as Chucky, like, wait, what? So you do like it. Like, more than I expected. Like, a lot. Like, he is your friend. Like, he is your only friend. Okay. As I thought. As I thought. And you, you're not even a weird kid. You seem like a relatively decent kid. But here you are. With a doll friend. At least this doll speaks. I mean, imagine in the 1970s and 80s before a, a doll ever spoke. There was kids just talking to dolls that were just a plastic hunk. It wasn't anything else. Here's this this hunk of plastic. Go have a conversation in your room alone. And we would. But now you get these multifunctional fucking animatronic beasts of a toy. And they don't need a friend. They can make him instead. So for all of these things to come together, they had to make Aubrey Plaza... Uh, sort of distant mother. She's not paying much attention to her kid. Her kid makes friends with other kids in the apartment complex, as well as a cop. It's just like this whole weird thing, but the reality is there. It made sense to a certain degree where you're like, I could see this this doll thing happening, people getting dolls that can control their whatever, right? The technology makes sense. But what doesn't make any sense with any of the Chucky movies or Chucky story at all is how people were murdered by a doll. I don't know about you, but I'd imagine a doll not very strong because they got no insides. It'd be like squishing a bird. Your your insides are made of air, friend. That's it. But uh, they, they've done so many things over the years with this film where they, they try to do anything they can to make it seem more plausible. And this one, same thing. You're like, no. He gonna drown. He gonna go for a swim as soon as he kills the cat. And I hate that fucking cat. I'm glad he's gone. But you're not gonna be a, a robot murder machine. Okay? Can't have it. I got mom over here trying to get it on with Leroy. I don't want to see it. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to hear it. I'm just trying to be friends with this doll here. And you went... And yes, you are a doll. Imagine explaining to the doll, it is a doll. It'd be a much darker version of Toy Story. Where Woody explains to Buzz Lightyear, Hey man, you're a toy. Be a fucking toy. Do your job. And that's where it gets crazier because they like intertwine that into the story about uh, a child's play where it's like, Oh, oh, the doll's protecting the boy. He's his friend. He's his father figure. He's the one that he can come to when he's in pain or upset. Just like with the stepdad or the mom's boyfriend, Leroy, right? They had conflict. And as soon as he says out loud, 
that he hates the boyfriend, well, the doll gets some gumption. He takes some incentive, I suppose. Much like with the cat, decides to end him. And then it's just like, it gets even weirder. And that's the idea. Horror movies, thrillers, scary movies, they're made. It's so weird as a kid to be fearful of these movies. And I'm speaking personally here. To be fearful of a scary movie as a child doesn't even add up. Because the reality of it is, is you should know that it's not real. It's not real. Because sometimes, and in most cases, I'll say this, in most cases, the level of ridiculousness when it comes to horror movie stories and plot lines, they're comical. They're cartoonish. But obviously as a child, you wouldn't understand that. But I would say around 12, 13, you're, you're thinking, oh, what? it's a fucking movie. You know how easily this stuff goes away? I press the stop button. Once you know that, it's like, the dude's not coming through the TV. And then you watch The Grudge, and you're fucked. <laughs> or The Ring. I don't know. One of those movies. Uh, whatever that thing is. Doesn't matter. They're also redoing that. And that's what I'm talking about. Back to original ideas. You can't come up with an original idea, so you take an idea that already exists, and you twist it up and make it your own, but use the same title. Hey guys, here's The Grudge. How can you even call it The Fucking Grudge? When there's already another one called The Grudge. You should have to add something to that. Make it different a little. It's bullshit that they're getting away with this and we're willing to pay money to see these things. Like what makes The Grudge different than The Fucking Grudge? A few years? Bullshit, man. And... Think about all the people that have crazy good ideas for films. Original, new ideas no one's ever heard of. And they're still like, well, let's go ahead and remake The Naked Gun. Let's go ahead and redo Vacation. None of these things make sense. All these people in Hollywood that are writing these scripts and screenplays, don't we hold them to a higher standard? Because none of us are going and watching only foreign films. Unless you're a weirdo. So when they're constantly just remaking shit. It's almost like they're disrespectful. Especially if you're going to remake something. And not try to change it a little. Like don't. You're calling it the exact same name. Exact same. Much like this movie. It's a remake called Child's Play. Just a f- just years later. I suppose that's probably the, more, the reason I'm more upset about The Grudge. Is because that's not that old. Not that old. And they're still like, well fuck it. Let's just, we'll remake it five years later. And just call it the same thing. People will forget about the other one, right? Like that's what it feels like. That's the idea that it that that it comes to me when I when I hear them calling another movie the exact same. Like this should have been Child's Play, twenty nineteen, something like that. And unless you're actually searching for it online, that's not going to matter to you. 
you're not going to see it. That's, that's how you get a miscommunication. But it doesn't matter. We're not here to only talk about corn. Okay, I said it already. We've discussed it enough. Let's move past it. Enough with the corn talk. Well, guys, I wish I could say, hey, we're going we're gonna to chat some more about this movie. But I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to give it all away. I don't want to kill the ending. And also, don't remember. What I can probably guess, you know, the kid sacrifices himself for his mom's safety and everybody else because he knows how to somehow destroy this doll. Uh, other people are killed in the process. There's a bunch of other dolls that somehow become possessed. Uh, it's the sequel, Buddy 2. And Buddy 2s are obviously more advanced. You get a bear. You could have uh, a little blonde kid. Now, of course, that is how it ends, basically. I mean, that's the gist of it. No sense in telling you more details than that. But I feel like we've done a great job today. I had a lot of fun with this episode. I, I truly, truly did. I wish I was lying. I wish I was fabricating that and just patting myself on the back for a fucking, you know, uh, a rock hard, hard on. Like, this gets me off. This is what I do. Just keep, you know, it <laughs> keep enhancing my own self-esteem. That was fucking great, man. I did a great job. I did really, really well. Like, that's what I'm saying to myself in my head over and over. But I truly feel like this conversation, this episode went really well. I feel like we talked about a lot of great things. We hit a lot of strong points. And we're back. We're back in the saddle again. We're back on the saddle again. We are the saddle. We're being ridden. And it's fine. It's all good. But I have a blast, you guys. Podcasting is a beautiful, beautiful, amazing medium. And I'm just glad that anybody takes the opportunity to listen to anything that I do. Because truly, I'm a fool. And it's fine. It's fine. I feel like uh, I'm, a, I'm a, a human version of an ostrich. Minus the speed. I just like to shove my head into the ground. It feels like I would be most comfortable there. It would be cooling. Maybe I make a friend with like a gopher or something. Some sort of ground animal. I also don't even resemble an ostrich. But my personality is very much ostrich. And I feel like once you figure out who, who your what your animal spirit really is, the better your life's going to be. And this is what happens when you can't sleep, folks. This is what happens. This is what you came here for. Probably not. You probably came here for something else. And you got this instead. And it's fine. We live another day. Maybe you learn something here. Maybe you have an opinion about child's play. But truly, truly, my friends, I don't care. I really, <laughs> I really don't care. Uh, it's actually funny. I started a reaction channel not too long ago, and I posted something recently that people weren't happy with. And I don't care. I don't care that you don't like it. But somebody had to comment to me and say, Hey, man, why don't you turn the comments on? Your reaction videos. And I didn't respond. Of course, I just 
you know, erased his comment and then hid him from the channel. So, because I, I don't do this. I don't do, I, I, I'm specifically not doing the reaction channel to start a dialogue, a conversation with people. That's what I wanted to say to him. Like, why don't you have a fucking profile picture? You somehow managed to figure out YouTube well enough to find my videos, but you couldn't figure out how to upload a photo? You even figured out how to change your name to start a channel, and somehow you skipped over the easiest part. I mean, picking a name is harder than putting up a picture. Especially these days, folks. Those of us that are choosing not to are only trolling. There's nobody who has a picture or doesn't have a picture that's not a troll. Because if you had a photo... And then there's also these photos. Dude, fuck them. I don't care at all. What I'm saying is I don't do most of this to create a conversation between two people. You just get to hear me. I don't hear anything from you. I hear nothing. Whether it's social media, uh, podcast reviews, any of that. I hear none of it. And it's also by choice. I could go look at reviews. I could go create social media accounts for all of the podcasts. Well, to what? Why? For what? Because unless you're like a network or a sponsor or an advertiser or any anybody that's going to benefit the show, what reason do we have to speak? And if you want to get to that level, you can simply email me. Because the guy said, why don't you leave comments on your fucking videos? Hey man, I give you my email in every episode description and in most of the actual audio portions of the show. So if you truly had something of value to talk to me about, you would go email me. You wouldn't have any need to leave a comment. Because I'll tell you right now, nobody who is going to help you in your pursuit of whatever it may be, is leaving a comment to ask you t to come on board. That's never happened. Snoop Dogg isn't going and hiring new and signing new artists through the comment section of any rapper's videos. That doesn't fucking happen. At all. There's never been uh, there's never been a producer who commented on a video and was like, "Hey man, love your stuff." Doesn't happen. Because professional people will contact you or me through email. Because that's professional. That's why you have an email. And that's why I give it in every episode. Because I don't need to hear your comments. It's not opinion based. Especially reaction videos. That's my reaction. I don't need you to comment on my reaction about somebody's music. Why is that important to anybody? Why do I need you to suggest to me what I should listen to next? It's not, there's no point at all. None. And if you're a person who's just, just trying to become a friend or a fan of the show, you also can email the show. We don't need to leave comments back and forth. I don't have to have social media. What do you need, my phone number? Like, <laughs> what are we doing? I guess what it boils down to is this is just a fun fucking thing for me. I love doing this. 
but I'm not going to be one of those people that's going to incite negative shit. I'm not looking for people to talk to me and tell me how I could improve because that's not what they do. They tell you how bad you are and there is no future success for you, no matter what that may be. So fuck them, dude. I don't care at all. And I don't know why I even got on this at the end of this episode, but hey, this is real, baby. Like I said, this is the realest it gets. This is the realest. Chew. I don't know. It just annoys me. And this is truly what happens when you can't sleep. You start thinking about things. And everybody who has ever had any kind of content out there feels the same way. Where it's like, hey man, why is it that the negative shit sticks so much harder than the positive? Because there's been people that have said great things. But there's still that percentage of people that the ones that say the negative shit is the ones that stick, even if it's ridiculous. And you know what I hate is when somebody says something negative, but then still calls you bro. Like, no, dude, I don't respect that. I don't accept that. Try again. Don't talk shit to me and then pretend we're friends. (laughs) Don't do that. But man, this is this is the Can't Sleep podcast. I'm having a blast. I am Patrick, Michael, and this is Can't Sleep, guys. Horror stories, horror entertainment, paranormal, hauntings, all the creepiness that we can bring to the table. We're going to continue to do so. Check out Child's Play. Check out the old Child's Play. Watch a movie about some atoms and popcorn. Let me know how it is via email. Just email the show and tell me how you feel. We are at we rot together at gmail.com.